What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Dean Montalbano. No Ray tonight. Got the little switch up. Got the two-man game, me and Dino. Dino, how we feeling, buddy? We got another episode of Summer Scouting today. We're talking about the running backs. Mm -hmm. I feel great, baby. I was very upset. I had to miss uh, the quarterbacks, which I did extensive extensive homework on so i was upset i wasn't able to flex that knowledge i was very upset to hear that my top five was similar to rays which makes me think i have to go back and redo everything (laughs) if if i'm agreeing with him then you know it's wrong but uh other than that running backs really fun really hard this obviously many groups and many prospects especially in our top fives right now before, you know, before the 2024 season is, you know, it's going to be wildly off and wildly wrong. But uh, with running backs, I feel like there is a good amount of consistency. So I really wanted to kind of think what's going to translate over well and what small things can these guys refine in one year to really bump up their stock significantly or even just marginally or just to stay consistent in that area. So uh, in for that reason, it was very hard. Yeah, th- this is a good group. I uh, I was just thinking about the 2023 class, and obviously there's not a running back in this class with as much upside as, as a Bijan, or I don't think anybody's getting picked as high as even Jameer Gibbs got taken this past season. But I think top to bottom in this class, I think it's deeper. Um, and I think – in terms of the top five, I think it's a little more well-rounded than, than I had last year. Uh, this is a good group. I I pretty I struggled with uh, especially with like my four through like eight range. I thought all these guys were fairly close. I couldn't agree more. It was particularly for me four to seven. Actually, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, it was two to seven, <laughs> which is which sucks. That number one. That number one spot's locked. I'm not kidding. There was one point where I had my number six guy at two in this process. I, <laughs> I like it. We'll get right into it here. Who you got at number five? Number five for me, and it might be a little bit of a shock. I, I'm not sure. I really like to go into these, especially summer scouting, with zero knowledge at all of what everyone else is thinking, what people are saying. Um, because obviously there are other podcasts and you know websites putting up around the May to June time, summer scouting, looking forward at 2024 prospects, obviously in each category or just all together. And I feel like this guy's going to be higher up than I have him. And for me, number five is Will Shipley uh, at a Clemson. High, high pedigree, uh, arguably the highest out of this bunch. 5'11", to 10-ish. Really, really excellent receiver out of the backfield. He also shows great instincts and 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 honestly solid patience, just letting holes develop. And although a lot of people do, and I'll even harp it on it shortly, do kind of talk about he's not going to generally just beat you with just his athleticism and speed. I feel like he comes out of, you know, the the snap like out of a sprinter's box. I feel like that's when he's at his fastest. But if he has to second guess himself or, and I don't know why this is, but if he's not immediately going between the tackles, it just seems flat at times. He, you know, 
back to the speed and athleticism, it, it, it that alone for him just won't do it. And Clemson utilized him a ton in some sweeps and some flies. And I don't know why, but if he can't get past the line of scrimmage fast, I don't know why. I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but it just, you know, he ends up kind of dancing around and it it ends up not working out for him very well. And then on top of that, and this is just going to have him off of boards almost immediately. He needs to protect the ball. He's very sloppy in how he holds it. A lot of times when he's going in to the point of contact, you could see it's not tucked in at all. It's almost like a non-factor to him. And that's, you know, that's why I'm not surprised at all. He was able to have four fumbles last year and he should have honestly had more. For that reason, Will Shipley. And again, this is a strong class. And I really do at times, he looks the part. He really does. I think it's overstated the speed and athleticism thing. I really do. But, uh, Honestly, really deep class. Yeah, I I liked Will Shipley as well. I got him at number seven, so he's outside my top five. Oh, cool. Um, but I agree with you. I think I mean he's a really good athlete. You said the track speed. I'm pretty sure he was a big time track guy. Um, in high school, ran the 100, ran the 300. Um, big time athlete. He was a top 25 recruit coming out. He's a good player, and I think this upcoming year with him and Cade Klubnik now, who's also a good runner. Um, they're going to have some interesting stuff in the, in the backfield for both of them. So I like Will Shipley. I think he's got a, a role on third down, like you said, with the, with this pass catching ability. Um, so moving forward, I, I think that's probably his role mm-hmm. in the NFL because you said it. The the frame isn't isn't totally there yet. I think it's possible for him to fill it out and be and be pretty different cat this year. So, I mean, he was great. Obviously, what was his stats last year? They were they were awesome. Yeah, he he had a really good year. I think uh, touchdowns on two hundred ten attempts for eleven eighty two. Not the best average of five five point six yards per carry, but he had thirty eight receptions for two hundred forty two yards. You know, NFL teams are going to love that. That that is a lot of receptions to get in college. Right. All right. So for me at at number five, this guy honestly gave me a headache watching him at, at times. It was so up and down, so high and low, but the highs are so high. Um, I got Raheem Rocket Sanders out of Arkansas, uh, 6'2", 227. He's just a big, big physical runner. Uh, 224 carries, had 1,466 yards and 10 touchdowns last year, also included 27 catches and almost 250 receiving yards. Like I said, that frame is NFL ready. He checks all the boxes physically. When you see him coming off the bus, he he's one of those guys. You're like, holy fuck, we got to tackle this guy. Um, he's got surprising elusiveness for a guy his size in the open field. His change of direction is really impressive at, at 227. And at, at that size, he's just a tough runner. He's got a nasty-ass stiff arm. He refuses to go down on, on first contact, especially when he's in the open field with DBs. He he looks to he looks for contact, which which I really like. Um, and he likes to get up get up north and south, uh, especially when he gets to the second level. For me, the the consistency play to play, it it, it frustrated me honestly. He dances so much; it's it's like Saquon esque when when I was watching him because he's so freaking talented. And he can do all the stuff in the backfield, but he just dances. Um, and I also felt like maybe his vision isn't totally there yet. Felt like he can get a little hesitant when he's behind the line of scrimmage. 
He's always just looking for open grass. Um, and he wants that home run play. And he doesn't always want to take that four yards that he just needs to get. Um, so I'd love to see him clean that up this year and just take the yards that he can get. Um, Cause he is a big, powerful back. And as soon as he explodes through a gap, he can get four yards, five yards and chunk plays anytime he wants. And then when those blockers set him up, then you get the home run shot. So um, I think he's going to have another big year with him, him and KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. He's got all the talent in the world. Honestly, when I was looking at, at draft rankings and, and hype tweets and all that stuff, I saw his name more than anybody, honestly, didn't have him at number one, like a lot of people do, but I think number five, yeah. Um, But I think number five, I'm comfortable with just because he arguably has the most talent uh, of any of these guys. So uh, Rocket Sanders Uh from Arkansas, also electric nickname. Yeah, no, amazing. I'm so happy you brought him up because he's actually my number six guy and was, as I previously said, at one point in this process, my number two. And you couldn't have said it better. I, I couldn't have said it better, rather. Honestly, I'm a huge, huge fan. He's kind of the exact running back that I really, really want if I was to, you know, for my NFL team, per se. And just like you said, basically, he I see it, you watch him on the field consistently have identity issues, not knowing who he is. Yep. When he's supposed to be bursting through that hole, getting north to south, south where he makes his money, he doesn't. Exactly like you said, he was looking. I like how you put it. He's always kind of just looking for open grass. When instead, and he can consistently do it if he wants, he can make that open grass. Yep. Just barreling through a motherfucker and just going. So for that reason, he ended up going down to six. Nice. So uh, who you got at number four? Happy you had him there, though. Uh, for four for me, it's going to be Blake Corum. I had Alyssa help me out on this. Hands <laughs> up. I asked Alyssa because I was hell bent. I was torn on four to five. I didn't know who to put where. And I was like, honey, Blake Corum, who's rated at four and who's rated at five? Blake Corum at four or Will Shipley at four? Who's higher? That, that's how you're splitting hairs. Big, how, I had to split hairs. And she goes, I swear. Biggs, to is, hit, Biggs is picking out of a hat. Yeah. She goes, <laughs> she goes up. Uh, she goes, we live in Corum, so you got to take Corum. Not spelt the same. Preach. But was hilarious. And uh, kind of how we're splitting hairs, but not really. Ray's probably going to give me shit on that. But <laughs> but what can I say? I'm a simple man. But anyway, you know, you can't argue with his production. First off, he's 5'8", 210. I, I still kind of shocked at the 210 number. You have You see out there 200 at times. It's probably more in the middle at like 205. It's just crazy how he could be that big, but still be that compact. Uh, again, you can't argue with the production. 1,463 yards and 18 touchdowns against consistently solid competition. Not only that, he also followed this that you know this season up by a very strong sophomore year that people were wondering if he would you know, build on, which he for sure did. And in that sophomore year, he, what did he have? Another 15 touchdowns? Guy's yeah. got a nose for the end zone. He really has just uncanny explosiveness, speed, and agility for a 210-pound, 210-pounder in a 5'8 frame. It, it doesn't make sense at times. But I will say his pass pro for sure needs to be refined. 
many, many times where he was where he let down JJ Daniels. JJ McCarthy. J oh my gosh, I did that again. JJ McCarthy. I'm sorry. Cut that, cut that. Anyway, uh, and then I also need to definitely see a larger sample size for his pass catching uh, routes. Well, not routes, just pass catching plays. I went back and looked at them because that was a big, I mean, I watched almost all of Michigan last year. So uh, I watched him. I understand it. I wanted to go back and look at his pass catching and see if he had the flashes that a lot of people said that he did. And sure, I saw a few, but I, I need to understand his pass catching ability capabilities further with you know being involved more which i hope he is this year so we can get a better look because that can that can be something that skyrockets him to one or two honestly because for my money blake quorum is the highest floor he's going to be just a good running back in in the nfl i'm sure of it i i don't disagree with with the extremely high floor um i i love blake quorum for as much as i hate michigan I respect this guy so much in the way he plays football. Um, I also have Blake Corum at four. Um, you said it. The the production, hard to argue with. He was just outstanding this past year. And honestly, if he didn't get hurt at the end of the year, could have uh, could have possibly been the Heisman Trophy winner. I think he had eight straight games, over 100 yards. He, he was unbelievable this year. Um, the vision and the footwork are the two things that I, I I really highlighted. It's the hallmarks of his game. It's really comfortable running in between the tackles at that size, which is really impressive. Slides in between gaps with ease, and defenders can lose sight of him because of his, his small frame. Um, I also really, really love, he always keeps his feet moving. When plays get stuffed in the backfield, and I saw this maybe 10 times when they played Penn State, and it was the most frustrating thing I've ever seen they would have him wrapped up in the backfield and he just keeps his legs moving and he gets four yards and he was just chunk play chunk play chunk play against Penn State and just wore them down um so I really really love that he turns every negative play into a positive play um and his patience and his run style he's going to be effective in the NFL even at that size um he doesn't need much room for for blockers to to get small and get through the line of scrimmage. So I think he's going to be a, a really good NFL player. And I think probably if he if he came out this past year, he would have been the third, maybe ahead of Charbonnet or the fourth back taken this year. So I think kind of a, a similar landing area for him in next year's draft. Um, some of the weaknesses um, you mentioned at the pass pro. It, I don't know how much it can get better at that size. He tries really hard, but he's a small guy. There's there's no way around it. Um, the pass catching too. That was another thing I wrote down. Same as you. He did have t twenty plus catches uh, the year before, which which I thought was interesting. Only had ten this past year, so I think he's got decent enough hands. Um, but I think he's definitely more dynamic as as a runner than as a receiver. So if, if like you said, he gets a couple more balls thrown his way this year, maybe um, that elevates him to a couple other things. The age right now, he's going to be 23 years old on, on draft night, which could be an issue. He's taking a lot of carries already. He's going to get 250 plus again this year. And then he also had that injury coming, coming off last year. I think it was just meniscus. Yeah. Just um, meniscus. But um, so hopefully he's good and ready to go, but um, obviously an injured older running back isn't always what you want to see, but I feel very, very comfortable keeping Blake Corum at, at number four. 
Love it. All right, buddy. Who you got at number three? Number three. This is a, this is a my guy. This is a my guy, thin and through. It's Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. That's my guy. That's a that's a fucking my guy. I don't give a fuck. I sh- I'm pissed that you're saying that. This, you have him. You have him this high, Dean. Th- I don't know if you re- you you must not remember, but this is a guy I, I highlighted maybe in week one last year when we really? were doing uh, stock up, stock downs. Stock this, downs. This, this was a my guy for me, oh, big time last year, dude. I love him. I have like a soliloquy written about him. Get it. I just wrote down workhorse, workhorse, workhorse. He obviously he's only 19 years old. That's obviously bonkers going into his third year after two, you know, highly productive, high carry years, 186 carries, then 230 carries, 23 touchdowns over, you know, 2,500 yards, averaging over six yards per carry over the past two years. I mean, what else could you say about that guy? This is my kind of running back that, you know, I love in this NFL. I feel like you get this kind of running back and you just pair him with a smaller back with elite pass catching capability ability and also can, you know, can wiggle in between the tackles a bit. And you just create a dynamic duo akin to like a AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. I think that is the winning formula as far as the running back position goes. I feel like pass, you know, smaller backs with really high floor, high ceiling as, you know, a pass catcher. I feel like those are a dime a dozen. I feel like you could get those almost anywhere now. They're just coming out of college more and more. Uh, I mean, Braylon Allen's a violent, violent tank-like runner. He has understandable flaws in lateral movement, but I, I'm generally, ex- I'm just expecting him to see, and this is what I said before at the top of the show, I really do. Again, he's only 19 years old. He just turned 19. I really do expect to see improved technique, which he definitely needs to work on in 2023. And I, he's my dark horse to be number one overall as far as uh, the running back position in next year's draft. I also wrote down, and one of my favorite things about him, I go, when he's playing football, there might be, at the end of the game, there might be butter left on the field because he's just a churner. My boy churns. He's getting extra yards, no fucking matter what. He churns. That's it. Honestly, his name should be his name should be Churn Allen. <laughs> his, his nickname is actually the Man Child. Um, should be the Man Child Churner. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- this is a my guy for me. Last year, I loved what I saw last year. I also had Braylon Allen at number three. I had him at two for a little while, but um, I ended up flip flopping my my two and three. Um, you said it, the production these last two years, Wisconsin running backs, they just continue to do it. He's He's been awesome. Another guy, massive NFL frame, 262, 235, almost 240, uh, people are saying. I know you you said he his lateral uh, movement you weren't in love with. I honestly thought that might have been the most impressive part of his game. I think that's kind of the reason I loved him. I thought his wiggle at that size – I thought it was really, really impressive. I think his like jump cuts are explosive, which I had watched a little bit of him. And obviously he's downhill runner first and foremost, but I thought his jump cuts were were super impressive. And I think um, if he continues to grow and uh, as a 19 year old right now, I think I'm the same with you. I think this, he has a good shot at being the number one running back coming out. Um, another thing I, I really love, obviously his size, 
the contact balance is unbelievable. Arm tackles do not arm tackles do not work on him. Um, if you're going to come in low on him, he can shift away from you. The stiff arm is is nasty, um, and this dude just loves ball. The way he, the way you see him run, he runs tough on every single attempt, which I which I really really love. Especially, I had to remind myself when we watched uh, a lot of Joe Titman, obviously coming out, and then after the Jets drafted him, but. This offensive line was not that good last year. He got hit a ton in the backfield, and he just fought through. This he's really, really tough, and I I really, really love the way he runs. Um, some of some of the negatives, some of the weaknesses, um, the third down responsibilities in the NFL. It's going to be interesting because honestly, he's not the best pass blocker, and for a guy that size, he should be better at it. So I think he needs to clean up some technique there. Um, and then the pass catching, obviously, didn't have to do a ton of it. This offense was extremely, extremely one-dimensional. So hopefully they improve a little bit in that area, keep getting more touches. Um, the long speed, obviously, he's a big boy. He, he's not going to be. He's not going to be the quickest guy, but Man, I, think, I think he's got enough juice where he can churn out ten yards um, and be really effective in that way. Not so much as a home run hitter. Um, and then the last thing I had written down was he had four fumbles uh, as a freshman. He only had one this past year. So hopefully that consistency um, keeps improving and he, and he has it cleaned up and he holds onto the ball a little bit more, but mm-hmm. super impressive, super impressive guy for, uh, for I a honestly, young player. I honestly want to rephrase. Cause I, I don't disagree with you. I, I'm not, I wasn't as enamored with it. But instead of understandable flaws when talking about his lateral lateral movements, I should have said understandable limitations, I guess. That's, that's fair. Because it, it was not much on show. And I, I really like that you brought up the pass catching. Many times he was wide open. He gets the catch. And it's a little bit, you see him really take his moment to gather it. In my opinion, it showed that he was very uncomfortable uh, as far as pass catching goes. And it takes him a second to kind of get around and then start going upfield. Yeah. But like I said, this is a guy you pair with someone. And I, I think that this is the kind of back that is needed now more than ever in the NFL. Yeah. This was a, a great stat I, I found too. Um, I think this, this is via the stock exchange boys. Um, they Wisconsin faced eight man boxes on run plays 61% of the time last year. And that is fourth only to the three service academies who run the ball every single yeah, time. Yeah, they run it every so they don't count. So, <laughs> so I, I just thought that was so interesting to deal with. You can, I mean, you see it when you watch him on tape, how many stack boxes he has to get yeah. through and how, honestly, how brutal that offensive line was last year for him. So mm-hmm. um, I think sky's the limit for him, honestly. Th- this dude came in as a safety too. He was recruited as a safety and he, they saw how good he was at running back and he flipped over. So um, this guy's got all the potential in the world. He's a freak. He was like, I think top, he was like top 20 on, on Bruce Feldman's freak list. I know that his 10 yard split was something silly. Like he's something absolutely silly. He's a beast. Yeah. I, all right, my man. You want to, uh, you want to take the reins on too? I have a feeling, I feel bad. I feel like I've been taking all the thunder on the guys. I feel like we might have a similar guy. Number two, potentially. Are we going to have the same two and one? I don't know. We'll see. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go for my number two here. Uh, I got Travion Henderson here at, at number two. Is he in your top five? 
Yeah, he's number one for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's number one. Um, yeah, Tra- Travion Henderson, 5'10", 214 out of Ohio State. Had 106 attempts last year, 576 yards, and six touchdowns. Obviously, he was dealing um, with that bone injury in his foot last year, which is a pretty major injury. Mm-hmm. This was a tough one for me, honestly, because we saw it his freshman year how fucking good this guy was. And last year, I kind of just completely threw out the tape. You you saw it. He was trying to get back on the field um, and play through it, but he, I just felt like there were physical limitations because of that injury last year. He wasn't as dynamic. He wasn't as shifty. He wasn't as fast. Um, so I really went back to his freshman year tape uh-huh. um, for this evaluation, and that that's a guy that – is the number one runner about running back in this class. And I think everybody was, was touting him coming into last year as, as being the best one, obviously the injury kind of caught him, but um, he's a Ferrari, honestly, when, when he gets downhill, once he's in that second level, he's going to go and he can burn anybody. His zero to 60 is so elite. I I really, really love that about him. Um, Shifty can make anybody miss. And his start and stop is really, really impressive. He like barely loses any speed when he stops and he can just keep going. Really impressive. Good receiver, can make plays off of screens and swing passes. I think he's got the most pure talent of any of these guys when he has it all together. He's just an he just looks like a natural at the position. Uh and then the last thing I wrote, great ball security. Only one fumble in the in the last two seasons. So we love to see that. Mm. For me, some of the negatives. He's another guy. He's bounce happy. He he's always looking to to make the home run play. Um, he's not always hitting the correct hole and just picking up chunk yards. Um, so want to see him clean that up. Honestly, I think he can. I feel like that's just like a college thing. Once these guys get into the NFL and they get with NFL coaches, that that stuff gets cleaned up. You see, you saw it with Saquon Barkley. Um, the bone injury. That that scares me. That that's a real concern. That's a not an easy injury to come back from. Um, so we'll we'll see how he how he fits in this year. And then, like I said, th- this past year, the injury just it caused him just to not have the best year. He couldn't couldn't move as well, and you saw it on tape. So um, hoping he comes back fully healthy and, and can really show why he could be the best back in his class. For sure, for sure. I I could not. I really couldn't evade it. I did not want to have him here because then I have to see Ray's smug face because obviously Ray had Travion as one because he's such a homer. <laughs> but um, I couldn't I couldn't avoid it. I really couldn't. I truly see him. I, for, for running backs, I would have more concerns at other positions. Uh, the shelf life, as we know, with, with running backs, sadly, is very short. And you really are betting on a first contract with these guys. And I, I'm i just betting on this guy's talent because, like you said, I, I don't think many are going to really argue he has the best talent of this bunch, of this draft class. So, nonetheless, with Travion Henderson, 5'10", 215, honestly, great size. I, I really do truly see him as a, as a three-down back. He has, like I just said with his size, a perfect blend of size, acceleration, and breakaway speed. You pair that with with his excellent vision, very reliable hands that we saw in his first year as a Buckeye. And this guy just he can't not be RB1. I I, I really do have more faith in 
the running back position as far as talent rising to the top, especially for that first contract. I am a little bit worried about his injuries, but I, I think that after last year, like you just said before, hopefully this is a year that he gets back on track and he's healthy. And and then maybe he's his freshman year self. And, you know, we're looking back on this and laughing as he is a potential top 15 pick. I, I was really enticed not to put him here. I said that before. But when I was watching Ohio State, even this past year, every single time I was just dying for more Henderson even though, you know, like you said, we could tell that there was obviously something ailing him. There was something that Ryan Day knew as far as his limitations. Uh, I love the grit, although I love the grit of like a Meon Williams and really the consistency of Dallin Hayden. It was still clear this year, in my opinion, who the better back in that backfield was. And for my money it was Henderson. Uh, I know his last game was really rough against Maryland, but uh, throw that game out. His first seven games for my money, I, I still think was him ramping up to, you know, getting back to his former self. Um, I really believed if he was, you know, available for the playoff games, he would have been utilized a, a whole lot more. And we would have, we would be having a different conversation right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so tough just to, just to go to the injury last year and and trying to rank him. But like you said, based on pure talent, um, it's hard to have this guy anywhere but one or two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll get to my number one here. I don't know if it's your same as your number two. I got Trey Benson at number one. It has to be. He has the best tape. He had the best tape. Yeah. It's not uh, very his, close. His tape is awesome, man. Uh, 6'1", 215 out of Florida State. Had 154 rush attempts last year, 994 yards and nine touchdowns. Um, he's just a dynamic runner, man. He, his, the feet and the eyes are just awesome. He can make anybody miss at any time on the field. Uh, he had 79 forced missed tackles on just 154 attempts. Put that in comparison. Bijan had about 24, uh, 20 more forced tackles missed last year on almost 100 more attempts. This guy is super impressive, can make a guy miss in a phone booth. Um, he runs angry, refuses to be tackled. Arm tackles don't work for him. Uh, 4.53 yards after contact is just awesome. This dude's a dog. Um, he feels blocking schemes really, really smoothly and just has a knack for finding an open lane and just turning it on. Um, he's a natural athlete who has three-down potential. He only had 12 catches last year. But on those 12 catches, had 140 yards. So he made the most of his opportunities when he got them. Um, honestly, I didn't have that many weaknesses to write down when I was watching him because he's just, I feel like he just makes the right play at all times. Um, the two things I had, he's, he's not the fastest, but honestly, I think he's got enough juice for the NFL level. And we've talked about this so many times that the home run hitting ability in the NFL doesn't always come. I'd rather have a guy that can churn out yards then is going to get me two yards carry and then maybe bust one. That might only happen once every couple games in the NFL. Um, this dude is just a, a natural at the position. And then the only other thing I wrote down, he runs a little upright, which could affect his center of gravity. But like we've seen from other guys like like Nick Chubb, that hasn't slowed them down when they have a good base, and I think he does. Yeah. Um, 
I think this guy is is going to be awesome this year. I think Florida State is going to be really, really good this year. So he's going to be on a national spotlight. And only 154 attempts last year. I think this dude is 250 easy this year. Yeah, no, for sure. I I loved him. His tape was amazing. Like I said, the best by a, by a solid margin, in my opinion. Agreed. I was just shocked, you know, at 215, he cuts on a dime and he, like you just said about his top end speed, does not have it. I mean, he shows that he is kind of close to it, in my opinion. There were some times where he's streaming up the sideline and he's 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 beating some pretty fast guys. But uh, when it comes to that acceleration and his ability to cut on a dime, at, at times he looks like he's 195 pounds, not 215. Again, he has the strength to barrel through people. And then you can't 79 tackles. And I didn't even know that stat. That's crazy. Only 20 less than Bijan this past year on a hundred less attempts. That is, that is just crazy. And as a stats guy that, that definitely gets your boy torqued. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, breaking that many tackles, just silly. And when I turned on the tape, I was more impressed with that stat. The more I watched. Because I think it is generally genuinely impossible to arm tackle this guy. And that alone will get you a spot in the NFL roster for sure. That con, you know, like you said, amazing contact balance, elite elusiveness. Another thing that I loved, and this is my favorite thing of all, and actually put him over Braylon Allen. This was this this split the hairs. No one in this class at all prioritizes protecting the rock like Trey Benson. No one, not no one at all, not even close. It is scary how technically perfect he is on it. I want to know the person who's been coaching him since he's a little kid, because <laughs> they've been doing that and they've freaking have been hammering, hammering that home for sure. That's I bet my life. There's a story deep down there where like the person who's been training him, you know, since he's a little kid has been telling him, Dude, it's crazy. Even when he's getting followed, even if he has 10 yards, you see him like go to clutch the ball. It never leaves two inches off of his chest. It's quite, it's crazy, actually. I'll tell you this that is uh, Bill Belichick's wet, white, wet. Uh, Keep going. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wet dream. All right. Good stuff. Uh, let's go through our top fives and then we'll get to a couple guys that we had just outside. Who run me through uh, one through five, one through five. I got Travion Henderson out of Ohio state, Trey Benson out of Florida state, Braylon Allen out of Wisconsin, Blake Corm out of Michigan and Will Shipley out of Clemson. Nice. So we had pretty similar list. Yeah. I had uh, I had Trey Benson at number one at Travion Henderson at two Braylon Allen at three, Blake Corum at four, and then Raheem Rocket Sanders at five. Ray, who is not on the pod tonight, I got his list one through five. Ray's got Travion Henderson at number one. Loser. He's got back-to-back Michigan guys at two, he's three. Got he's got Donovan Edwards in there. He's got Blake Corum at number two, and he's got Donovan Edwards at number three. Um, Trey Benson at four, and then Braylon Allen at five. I like that he got Donovan Edwards in there. Um, I thought he was really impressive. I have Donovan Edwards at six. Um, he, he's a he's a guy that came on at the end of the year with, after Blake Corum got injured, but really good vision, has a knack for just picking up cutback lanes really, really easily. Um, got home run hitting ability. We saw that yeah. uh, in, in the Big Ten Championship and in their playoff game. He had like he had like four 60-yard runs in like two games. 
Um, I think he had three and one. Yeah. So it, it, he's, he's a natural playmaker. He's best with the ball in his hands. Um, good athlete, uh, good wide receiver as well. They play him all around the field. He played a lot in the slot last year. He also had some snaps split out wide, which I love to see. I think he needs to improve his patience a little bit as a runner, but I think playing alongside Blake Corum, that stuff's going to come. He's going to continue to learn and grow. And I, I think, I mean, that's clearly the best one-two tandem in, in the country besides Penn State, Nick Singleton, Katron Allen. What's up, boys? Lawn boys. <laughs> Go State. Hey. You no, know, uh, another guy I'll add. I mean, I had Raheem Sanders, like I said before, at six. But another guy that I, was definitely a was definitely a dark horse for me, and someone who I think is a big sleeper this year, and a guy who's going to be highly efficient and hey, my guy awesome for Oregon is going to be a Bucky Irving. He, Ooh, I like that one. Be Michael Carter vibes. He's on the smaller side, but great vision, reliable in the passing game, even reliable in pass pro at times. And he's surprisingly elusive and strong for a guy that size. He's a guy that is, again, had actually crazy good tape. I don't know why he's not being talked about as much, but I definitely think he's going to pop off this season and could be like a top five drafted guy for sure. I like that one. Uh, I'll, I'll just shout out one other guy because I just loved why I, it was hard finding game film of him, but uh, the ones I did, it was freaking awesome, man. My boy Carson Steele at uh, mm-hmm. a ball state in the Mac. Uh, love a love a white guy with long blonde hair running the football. Um, he's he's transferring to UCLA this year, so he'll be a, a little bit more on a, on a national scale this upcoming season in Chip Kelly's offense take over for, uh, for Charbonnet. But honestly, this dude was an absolute beast at, at ball state. His tape is so funny, honestly, because it's <laughs> not look like an athlete. He doesn't look right yeah. in, in the slightest, but he's freaking awesome, man. He refuses to get tackled ever. He runs so damn hard, sneaky, good athlete has a lot of highlights of him hurdling people, um stiff arms really good a short area agility is really really solid i'm i'm really excited to see him uh with ucla on a national stage because i think he could do some really nice things for them he's a, he's a really interesting player i love it that was fun i like that i like that you're, you're putting a ball state a ball state fella hell yeah man i almost had frank gore in pretty high frank gore jr and pretty high too his tape's fun too he uh doesn't run quite like his daddy he's a smaller fast fast shifty running back but uh he he was exciting too out of southern miss so honestly like we said this class is deep there there were a lot of guys that i was really really impressed with especially uh some guys who would probably get drafted day three now you don't Uh, sleep on bucky irving potential potential i like that one That, that was a good shout out i liked him all right my man so that's gonna wrap it up for us here on between two tackles thank you for listening hopefully you enjoyed our running back summer scouting episode Stay with us. We got more summer scouting all the way through this offseason leading up right to the college football season. We're pumped up. We got the tight ends next week. Another good class with arguably the best tight end prospect of all time. That can be debated. Um, So stay tuned for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two. Stick with us. We continue this 2023 offseason. Dino, my man, appreciate you. Much love, Sauce.